Chip, are you still sitting there playing with candy? I am, Eric. It is day 246, Ezekiel 22 and 23 today. And uh, I think we should remind our listeners that this reading today is rated R. <coughs> rated R. So For real, real kids bad. Kids listening. Yeah. Don't Sorry, guys. Listen. Hey, go back and listen to another day, whatever day is your favorite day. But any don't day. listen today. <laughs> yeah, literally any, any day of the day. But yeah. we got to do it. It's in, in the Word of God. And someday, yep. it will be appropriate for everyone to hear it. Sure. You know, just maybe not today. Not today. Okay. So Ezekiel has been talking about, uh, he's been delivering this message of anger from God. God is super mad at the Israelites. And yesterday he talked through his history with them. And he said, you know, I did all these things. And this is what your ancestors were like. And this is what their children were like. And their children. And you are the same way. Yeah. And so he declares judgment on them so we're going to read today ezekiel 22 the sins of jerusalem now this message came to me from the lord son of man are you ready to judge jerusalem are you ready to judge this city of murderers publicly denounce her detestable sins and give her this message from the sovereign lord O city of murderers doomed and damned city of idols filthy and foul you are guilty because of the blood you have shed you are defiled because of the idols you have made your day of destruction has come you have reached the end of your years i will make you an object of mockery throughout the world O infamous city filled with confusion you will be mocked by people far and near every leader in israel who lives within your walls has been on murder fathers and mothers are treated with contempt Foreigners are forced to pay for protection. Orphans and widows are wronged and oppressed among you. You despise my holy things and violate my Sabbath days of rest. People accuse others falsely and send them on their death. You are filled with idol worship, worshipers and people who do obscene things. Men sleep with their fathers' wives and force themselves on women who are menstruating. Within your walls, live men who commit a Within your walls live men who commit adultery with their neighbors' wives, who defile their fathers' daughters-in-law, or who rape their own sisters. There are hired murderers, lone racketeers, and extortioners everywhere. They never even think of me and my commands, says the Sovereign Lord. But now I clap my hands in indignation over your dishonest gain and bloodshed. How strong and courageous will you be in my day of reckoning? I, the Lord, have spoken and will do what I said. I will scatter you among the nations and purge you of your wickedness. And when I have been dishonored and when I have been dishonored among the nations because of you, you will know that I am the Lord. The Lord's refining furnace. <clears throat> then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, the people of Israel are the worthless slag that remains after silver is smelted. They are the dross that is left over, a useless mixture of copper, tin, iron, and lead. So tell them, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Because you are all worthless slag, I will bring you to my crucible in Jerusalem. Just as silver, copper, iron, lead, and tin are melted down in a furnace, I will melt you down in the heat of my fury. I will gather you together and bow the fire and blow the fire of my anger upon you, and you will melt like silver in fierce heat. Then you will know that I, the Lord, has poured out my fury upon you. The sin of Israel's leaders. Again, a message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, give the people of Israel this message. In the day of my indignation, you will be like a polluted land, a land without rain. Your princes plot conspiracies just as lions stalk their prey. They devour innocent people, seizing treasures and extorting wealth. They make many widows in the land. 
Your priests have violated my instructions and defiled my holy things. They make no distinction between what is holy and what is not. And they do not teach my people the difference between what is ceremonially clean and unclean. They disregard my Sabbath days so that I am dishonored among them. Your leaders are like wolves who tear apart their victims. They actually destroy people's lives for money. And your prophets cover up for them by announcing false visions and making lying predictions. They say, my message is from the sovereign Lord, when the Lord hasn't spoken a single word to them. Even common people oppress the poor, rob the needy, and deprive foreigners of justice. I look for someone who might rebuild the wall of righteousness that guards the land. I search for someone to stand in the gap in the wall so I wouldn't have to destroy the land. But I found no one. So now I'm going to pour out my fury on them, consuming them with the fire of my anger. I will heap on their heads the full penalty for all their sins. I, the sovereign Lord, have spoken. The Adultery of the Two Sisters, Ezekiel chapter 23. This message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, once there were two sisters who were daughters in the, of the same mother. They became prostitutes in Egypt. Even as young girls, they allowed men to fondle their breasts. The older girl was named Ahola, and her sister was Aholiba. Aholiba. I married them. And they bore me sons and daughters. I'm speaking of Samaria and Jerusalem, for Ahola is Samaria, and Aholaba is Jerusalem. Then Ahola lusted after other lovers instead of me, and she gave her love to the Assyrian officers. They were all attractive young men, captains and commanders dressed in handsome blue, charioteers driving their horses. And so she prostituted herself with the most desirable men of Assyria, worshiping their idols and defiling herself. For when she left Egypt, she did not leave her spirit of prostitution behind. She was still as lewd as in her youth when the Egyptians slept with her, fondled her breast, and used her as a prostitute. And so I handed her over to the Assyrian lovers whom she desired so much. They stripped her, took away her children as their slaves, and then killed her. After she received her punishment, her reputation was known to every woman in the land. Yet even though <clears throat> Oholaba saw what happened to Ohola, her sister, she followed right in her footsteps, and she was even more depraved, abandoning herself to lust and prostitution. She fawned all over the Assyrian officers, those captains and commanders in handsome uniforms, those charioteers driving their horses, all of them attracting young, attractive young men. I saw the way she was going, defiling herself just like her old, older sister. Then she carried her prostitution even further. She fell in love with pictures that were painted on a wall, pictures of Babylonian military officers, Outfitted in striking red uniforms, handsome belts encircled their waists and flowing turbans crowned their heads. They were dressed like chariot officers from the land of Babylonia. When she saw these paintings, she longed to give herself to them. So she sent messengers to Babylonia to invite them to come to her. So they came and committed adultery with her, defiling her in the bed of love. After being defiled, however, she rejected them in disgust. In the same way, I became disgusted with Aholaba and rejected her, just as I had rejected her sister because she flaunted herself before them and gave herself to satisfy their lust. Yet she turned to even greater prostitution, remembering her youth when she was a prostitute in Egypt. She lusted after lovers with genitals as large as a donkey's and emissions like those of a horse. And so, Aholaba, you relieved your former days as a young girl in Egypt when you first allowed your breast to be fondled. The Lord's judgment of Aholaba. Therefore, Aholaba, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I will send your lovers against you from every direction, those very nations from which you turned away in disgust. For the Babylonians will come with all the Chaldeans from Pekod and Shoah and Koah, and all the Assyrians will come with them, handsome young captains, commanders, chariot officers, and other high-ranking officials, all riding their horses. They will come against you from the north with chariots, wagons, and a great army prepared for attack. 
They will take up positions on every side, surrounding you with men armed with shields and helmets, and I will hand you over to them for punishment so they can do with you as they please. I will turn my jealous anger against you, and they will deal harshly with you. They will cut off your nose and ears, and any survivors will be slaughtered by the sword. Your children will be taken away as captives, and everything that is left will be burned. They will strip you of your beautiful clothes and jewels. In this way, I will put a stop to the lewdness and prostitution you brought home from Egypt. You will never again cast longing eyes on those things or fondly remember your time in Egypt. But this is what the Sovereign Lord says. I will surely hand you over to your enemies, to those you loathe, those you rejected. They will treat you with hatred and rob you of all your own, leaving you stark naked. The shame of your prostitution will be exposed to all the world. You brought all this on yourself by prostituting yourself to other nations, defiling yourself with all their idols. Because you have followed in your sister's footsteps, I will force you to drink the same cup of terror that she drank. Yes, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. You will drink from your sister's cup of terror, a a cup that is large and deep. It is filled to the brim with scorn and derision. Drunkenness and anguish will fill you, for your cup is filled to the brim with distress and desolation. The same cup uh, your sister Samaria drank. You will drain that cup of terror to the very bottom. Then you will smash it to pieces and beat your breast in anguish. I, the Lord, the Sovereign Lord, have spoken. And because you have forgotten me and turned your back (laughs) on me, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. You must bear the consequences of your lewdness and prostitution. The Lord's judgment on both sisters. The Lord said to me, Son of man, you must accuse Ahola and Aholaba of their detestable sins. They have committed both adultery and murder. Adultery by worshiping idols and murder by burning as sacrifices the children they bore me. Furthermore, they have defiled my temple and violated my Sabbath day. On the very day they sacrificed their children to their idols, they boldly came into my temple to worship. They came in and defiled my house. You sisters sent messengers to distant lands to get men. Then when they arrived, you bathed yourselves, painted your eyelids, and put on your finest jewels for them. You sat with them on a beautifully embroidered couch and put my incense and my special oil on a table that was spread before you. From your room came the sound of many men carousing. They were lustful men and drunkards from the wilderness who put bracelets on your wrist and beautiful crowns on your heads. Then I said, if they really want to have sex with old, worn-out prostitutes like these, let them. And this is what they did. They had sex with Ahola and Aholaba, these shameless prostitutes. But righteous people will judge these sister cities for what they really are, are adulterers and murderers. Now this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Bring an army against them and hand them over to be terrorized and plundered. For their enemies will stone them and kill them with swords. They will butcher their sons and daughters and burn their homes. In this way, I will put an end to the lewdness and idolatry in the land. And my judgment will be a warning to all women not to follow your wicked example. You will be fully repaid for all your prostitution, your worship of idols. Yes, you will suffer the full penalty. Then you will know that I am the Sovereign Lord. Brutal. Okay. <clears throat> Brutal. Yeah, not pulling any punches here. No. Okay. So what? So what? So uh, earlier on in our reading, Ezekiel 22, um, we talked about how the Lord was disappointed that they disregarded his Sabbath days. So they were dis- uh, dishonored among them. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I think for me it's that word disregard. You know, it just didn't want anything to do with it. Um, they, they knew what was right. They knew what was true. They knew what they should do and what needed to be done. Yet they chose to disregard, mm-hmm. in this case, the Sabbath days. And that really ticked off the Lord. And uh, then he, you know, brought some 
strong words against them. Um, and so, but, you know, the question, I think the so what is asking ourselves, what are things that we're disregarding? That's a great question. You know, I, I mean, I've, I've, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, in this passage, uh, we didn't talk about it, but <laughs> God talked about it through Ezekiel here. Um, you know, prostitutes and, and lusting and, and carousing and drunkenness and things like that. And, you know, and I've, uh, you know, have counseled Christians that are really trying to love Jesus and live for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yep. They disregard what he has to say when it comes to, you know, um, having sex before marriage and, mm-hmm. and kind of giving away that. And I'm like, well, why disregard that one? Right, right. You're doing so well in these other areas. You're doing this and this and this and why would what's so different about and and that's just one example there are many examples and we do it as well where we'll be so good on some things yet we just disregard this one Mm -hmm. it's not you know convenient for us and so we just kind of rationalize around it and disregard it that ticks god off too yeah you know yeah disregarding anything he says right regardless of what we're doing that's good you know again he's glad we're doing some of the good but yet, if we choose one to disregard, it doesn't make it any better. There's going to be punishment, judgment, and consequences for it. So that's my question for all of us today. What are those things? You might be doing a good thing, but what are those that thing or things that you're doing that's contrary to God's word, his law, his will, and his way that you're disregarding? Mm-hmm. And I'm believing right now that God the Holy Spirit will reveal that to you so that you can confess it and turn from it and stop disregarding it and get right with God. Yeah. There you go. Absolutely true. Hey, yeah, and, uh, you know, why? <laughs> I think getting to the root cause of the problem, too. Yeah. Like, why is that the thing you disregard? You know, you kind of said that. Like, well, why is it that one? You're doing so well in so many other ways. Why that one? Because I like it. Yeah. I mean, that's absolutely the way it goes. But I think, you know, if you really want to address it, you have to get to that root cause and kind of figure out, okay, how can I actually avoid continuing in this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So where's Jesus? Man, this is brutal. So the Sabbath, right? Big deal. It's a big deal. The Sabbath was established at creation. And uh, (laughs) Sabbath was established at creation, and it was for the purpose of establishing the Lord's dominion over all of creation. Mm -hmm. That in six days he created, and the seventh day he didn't need it. He could just rest. And so he has full dominion over all creation. Uh, So that's why it's such a big deal that they violate it, right? Such a big deal. Um, But no matter how big a deal the violation of the Sabbath is, and how, like, you know, idolatry and all of those things that, that Israel and Judah were pouring themselves into. And also Judah following in the footsteps of Israel, even though Judah saw what happened to Israel. Like that's what this passage is really about. Mm. So you look at all of that and all of those terrible, detestable things, that phrase detestable, detestable, detestable over and over again. Mm-hmm. You look at that, it is nothing compared to the rejection of Jesus. Yeah. Nothing. Mm. Like not like this is nothing. And they got taken away to these foreign lands and had this foreign culture forced upon them. And like I said yesterday, the northern kingdom never comes back. And the southern kingdom, some of them come back and then they get conquered again and again. And it's like they never get back to their former glory over this stuff. And then you look and see what happened after they rejected Jesus and it's yeah. like so much worse 
Yeah. And Jesus even says that. He says every tree that doesn't bear fruit is going to be cut down. And he's talking about this exact scenario. So this is setting up a pattern of, well, it's continuing a pattern really, but the severity of both the sin of Israel and the judgment of God is becoming greater and greater and greater. Mm-hmm. And then we read that Israel is cut off from the, the tree yeah. and that the Gentiles are grafted on. So yeah. um, very crazy stuff. This passage is nuts and, and just super intense and crazy, but um, to watch a, a, a nation that was led by God personally devolve into this is insane. And then you think about you know, Christ came and we're 2,000 years later and we're acting yeah. a lot the same. Sure. You know? Oh, and yeah. So it just continues the pattern of history of God chasing us and mm. trying to redeem us and us rejecting him and again and again and again. So, yeah. Okay. Well, hey, thank you. Yeah. That was good. So there's Jesus. Right. Somewhere yep. in that nonsense yeah. was Jesus. <laughs> so, okay, guys. Well, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Oh, yes. And no matter how long that is, you know, yeah. you could be going to bed right now. Could be. You could already be asleep. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. You could be having a starburst. You could be. And I will be. Goodbye. Bye.